All right, so for Mother's Day today, we have a special treat. If you remember back earlier this year, we talked about what our vision was for 2021 and what were the mandates that God had put upon our hearts that we were to set our hands to. And one of those mandates that God gave us was to develop more preachers. We've got myself, obviously, and we've got some other people that were part of the preaching rotation, but the word from the Lord was this, that we were not going to be able to accomplish all that God has for Kauai Bible Church if we're just depending on me to do all the preaching. And so we have set ourselves to training up more speakers and more preachers. And so for 2021, we have six folks that are part of what we're calling our preaching development team. And today is the first Sunday that we're going to unleash the first batch from our preaching development team. Because it's Mother's Day, what we have chosen to do is to take the three ladies that are on that preaching development team and invite each one of them to the pulpit to share for about eight to ten minutes so that when all three of them share, it'll be about the same length of a, of a sermon that we normally bring here at Kauai Bible Church. And so that's what we're going to do today. So these ladies, they might be a little nervous. They might be a little raw. But I am excited because this is a new season and a new day for Kauai Bible Church and part of us taking a step forward. And so what you're going to experience today is three ladies from three different seasons of life. We've got one lady who's not a mom yet. We've got one lady who just successfully raised her daughter. And we've got one who is a grandmother. Right? Which grandchildren are the reward for not killing your own. Right? Amen. So, so what you're going to get today is three voices from three different seasons of life, from three different perspectives, all encouraging us from the Word of God as we celebrate motherhood today. Are you guys ready for this? Come on. I am excited about this. They're going to come up just kind of all three in a row. I'm not going to introduce them. They're going to introduce themselves as they come up, and we're just going to let the word of God flow today. All right, here we go. You can do it. <laughs> Ooh, come on. Good morning, everyone. I'm Liz Cousin, and I have the privilege of um, sharing a message this morning uh, before I get started, happy Mother's Day to all the moms, all the spiritual moms, all the Hanai moms. Thank you for all that you do. Um, to get started, I have some pictures that I'd like to share of my mom and I. And they're coming on the screen. So that's my mommy and I when I was a baby. <laughs> Next one. My mom and I a few Fourth of Julys ago being twinsies. And... Um, one of my favorites is two of my most favorite people, and I like to call this the list sandwich. So, love my mom, love my husband, and um, yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> so, I just had this thought, just quick background. My mom isn't on island. She lives in Indiana. So, this Mother's Day is, I mean, I'm super happy and excited to be here, but it is a little hard not being able to celebrate with her, and I know that there's a lot of different situations. We all have our own story. So whatever you're going through, I mean, you might be having the best Mother's Day ever, and that's awesome. But for anyone that's hurting a little bit today, I just want to remind you that you're not alone. God is with you. He sees you. And, yeah, I have a little joke for you guys to get us started. <laughs> so um, I came across this, and I'll read it for you guys. Um, it says, son, 
or the son tells his mom, mom, can I get 20 bucks? And the mom says, does it look like I'm made of money? And the son says, well, isn't that what mom stands for? Made of money. <laughs> um, so with that, I actually made my own acronym and it's my topic for this morning. And my topic is, I want to be like Mary, magnificent, obedient, and memorable. So when you read the three letters, we have mom. <laughs> so my scripture for this morning is going to come from Luke 1, 26 through 50, and it'll be the New International Version. So I'm not going to read the whole story. I'm going to break it down as I explain each bullet point. I know this is all about the moms, but I feel like even for the men, um, I feel like this will be helpful in your own personal life. So my first point was, why was Mary magnificent? And I have here, she was highly favored. Why was she highly favored? Well, she was chosen to be the mother of Jesus. No big deal, right? <laughs> so um, in Luke one twenty-eight, we read, the angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And so... Most of us probably know this, but when the angel came to Mary, she was a virgin. And so her response, um, or sorry, that's my next bullet point. Why is she magnificent? Because she was a virgin. So she's going to carry the Son of God without being married and being a virgin. And so we read this in Luke 134 through 35. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. So here we have a young woman. She's a virgin. She gets a visit from an angel, and she's probably like, ha, ah, and I would be the same way, right? So my next point um, really just speaks to me because even in this weird, crazy story, which obviously only God can do that, um, she was a woman of faith. So even in her questioning and just kind of a little troubled, she, she responded in Luke 138, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, may your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. So even though it was scary for her, I just think her response is amazing. She's solid um, in the word of God. God is her foundation. And she's like, okay, yeah, this is, this is crazy, but you know what? I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. And so it, that leads me to my next point. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Mary's song in Luke 1, 46 through 49. Um, she, in the story, um, she says, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. So through my research and reading and wanting to learn more, I learned that her song is also known as the Magnificat, which also means my soul magnifies the Lord. So I thought it was very powerful how even in a crazy scenario, Mary chooses to thank God and to glorify his name. And instead of focusing on the scariness or the fear, she focused in her faith and so I feel like in our lives, we sometimes do that, right? We all go through different seasons, different things, and sometimes we focus on the negative situation, like, God, why me? 
like, why is this happening? I don't understand. And instead of asking those questions, I believe that if we would try to just thank God for the trials and say, Lord, you know what? I don't understand. Maybe it's not my job to understand, but you are with me. You are for me. And I'm going to overcome this in your name. And so even though I'm not a mom yet, I feel like I just want to be like Mary, like in my everyday life, whether I'm a mom or a grandma, you know, being a wife, being a daughter, being a teacher, I always want to have faith and trust in the Lord, no matter what happens in my life. And so we see um, Mary living that out graciously. So that leads me to my next point, um, which is the O in my acronym for mom. How is Mary obedient? And it goes back to her saying, she is the Lord's servant. Um, may your word to me be fulfilled is what she says. So she's magnificent. She's obedient. And in her faith, um, we see that God's plan was able to carry out for the whole world. Jesus came to save us. And without Mary, he wouldn't be here. Um, the next point that I want to share is uh, why was Mary memorable? And so that goes back to she gave birth to the Son of God. And we read that again in Luke 135. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. So I just feel like those points tie in nicely. She's highly favored. She's a virgin. She's obedient. And um, she's memorable because, of course, we know that Jesus came from Mary. And then in the scripture, um, we also read about um, in the story when Mary goes and visits Elizabeth, um, Elizabeth's baby leaps for joy in the womb, and Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit. So we see this in Luke 1, 41 through 45. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. So I just love that part. You know, she walks in the door. She says, hi. She's like, whoa, my baby just leaped in the womb. The Holy Spirit is here, which made me think about how do we want our relatives, our friends, our ohana, how do we want to be remembered? And so I, it made me think about my own personal life. And even though I don't have kids, I work with kids. I have little cousins. I have friends and, you know, my family. And so I, I would hope that they would remember me as, you know, a woman of God, a woman that prays. Um, yeah, like a woman that just wants to lead other people to the Lord. And... For moms, like, I'm not a mom yet, but I hope that one day when I am a mom, my, my daughter or son or however many we have, that they would just know that our house is, um, our solid foundation is in the Lord in our home and that they would see us, my husband and I, as a praying couple, that we would just always be servants of the Lord and that we would, that they would see that we would pray and just always trust in God um, no matter what comes in life. So, basically, that's all I have for this morning. I want to be like Mary.
Good morning, everyone. My name is Fran, and as most of you know, hello, as most of you know, I am a mom of one daughter. Her name is Ciara, and I'd like to share a couple of pictures. The first one is, oh, the other one. The first one is of us together. This past January in Alaska, we were celebrating the New Year COVID style. We got dressed up and just hung out in her apartment with my husband, Tony. And then the next picture is of her just recently after she chopped off all of her beautiful, her long, beautiful hair. Being a mom, I, I want to keep her safe. Like it's my natural instinct to want to keep her safe, protect her from pain, fix her problems, even make decisions for her like not chopping your hair and steer her in, in the right direction. So basically be in control. However, um, growing with her, being a mom through some of the tough stuff that, that happens in the tough seasons, there came a time when I realized that um, Ciara's life was not in, in my control. Her life was in, in the hands of God and he was in control over her, her life, not me. So while Ciara was in middle school, she, she joined um, volleyball. That was her first experience um, out, outside to do a different um, event outside of school. So she played club volleyball and that uh, merged together a couple of high schools. So I met this mom um, from Kauai High School. And one morning, they would practice really early in the morning. So one morning, um, we decided to go walking the, the Kalia bike path. And um, we dropped the girls off. We went down to the bike path. And I got so much more that morning than just exercise. Because little did I know that my newfound friend, Sheila, she was a fervent praying mom. And she was also a leader. She was the leader in Moms in Prayer. And, and some of you may, um, may know her. So we talked, sorry, we got to know each other. And on the way back, she asked, oh, friend, can I, can I pray for you? So she, she prayed. And her prayer, it was a a mom's heart kind of prayer over, over um, the kids and then over, over me. And I just remember being so confident in the words she was praying and, and how, how she was praying. And, and I'll never know and understand how God orchestrated all of that because usually we just drop off the kids. We go back home and sleep because this is like 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, but I do know that it was in his perfect timing leading into this season of middle school and high school that Ciara was, um, was heading into. And that was the beginning of, of my passion and my passionate prayer life over Ciara's, over Ciara's life. So my key verse today is Philippians 4, 6 through 7. And this is the New Life version. And it says, do not worry. Learn to pray about everything. Give thanks to God as you ask him for what you need. The peace of God is much greater than the human mind can understand. The peace will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So that's our, our key verse today. And this verse uh, reminds me and, and keeps me grounded through the ups and downs of, of parenting because I get caught up in her emotions. I feel all of her her emotions and just the instinct to want to jump in and, and fix everything, you know, gets me crazy. So this verse reminds me 
um, you know, to just pray and, and trust God. And that's not an easy thing to do, to, uh, to let go, to let go and, and, and trust God. In, in the beginning, it's not an easy thing, you know, to just do right away, right away. So I'll never forget the first time I heard God's voice. It was soon after my, my prayer walk. And it wasn't just an impression of, of God um, saying something to me. It was, it was really hearing his soft, gentle voice speaking to me. And as a disclaimer, I did get Ciara's permission to, to share this story because it is about her. So she gave me permission. She actually gave me boundaries on, on what to say today. <laughs> um, so basically, she was being body shamed. Um, so just imagine a middle school girl being, being body shamed. And so she was devastated. She was crying. She was hurt. Um, she could not understand why this person was, was saying these things uh, about her. And, and this mommy was very angry. Boy, was I angry. I wanted to pick up the phone and call the other parent and, and just say things. But thank God that didn't happen. What, what did happen after a little comforting and calming Ciara down and, and calming myself down, I went to my room, I closed the door, and I turned on the shower in our, in our bedroom because I did not want to hear, I did not want Ciara to hear me cry because I just felt everything um, that she was feeling, and I was just so upset. So I was crying out to God and praying to God and asking him, you know, why is this happening? What, what should I do? You know, what should I do, God? What do you want me to do? And... At that moment, everything just went silent. Like, it, w it just went still. I couldn't hear the shower that was running right in the bathroom. It just went so still. And it was like God was right next to my ear. And I heard him say, let her go. I got her. And so I was like, okay, well, here. And he said, no, you haven't let go. And I was like, yes, here. And then he put this picture in my head of me, in, in my mind of me, um, passing Ciara, like giving Ciara over to him, and I'm hanging on to her toe. So, so I don't know if some of you can relate. Like we think we've surrendered it all, but we're just we just have our hands and our finger on something, just not letting it it all go. But as soon as my heart, in my heart, I said here, and I let go, there was a sense of peace. Um, and, and it was somewhat liberating because I felt that peace, not that the, the situation was solved, but the peace that I, I didn't have the pressure to protect her anymore, the pressure to, to solve that, um, that problem for her and, or to fight her battle um, for her. And prayer is what got us through that situation because the person wasn't going away. It was her, you know, they were playing volleyball together. Um, but prayer is what got us through. Uh, through. So today I wanted to share with you um, this visual of a prayer cycle. And God gave me a picture of a wheel as I was um, preparing for today. And um, this is what was created out of that picture. And it starts off with, um, it starts off with Philippians 4, our, our key verse, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. And praying over our children, our children, and trusting God does lead to peace that surpasses all human uh, understanding. But 
but doing that one time is, is just not enough. You know, we just don't pray one time and then, you know, dust off our hands and, and it's done. It's, um, there's another season coming, coming ahead and God's word says to pray continually. So we can choose. We can choose to worry, which would lead us to reacting in our own, um, our own experiences or our, our own knowledge on how to handle a situation. Um, which would ultimately, for me, leads to fear and being stressed out because I don't have all the answers. And really, I, I don't have the ability to, you know, to solve all, all, all her problems. But instead, I'd like to encourage all of us to be on this prayer and peace cycle when it comes to our, our children. And the first one up there, again, is to pray for your children. Pray daily for, um, for your children. So Philippians 4, 6 says, pray always, give thanks, and ask God for what you need. And the second circle is to declare his promises and his word. So pray scriptures, pray his word back over, over your children. And this re also helps me and reminds me of who God is and his promises over Ciara's life. So I think, I think that's more of a help to, to me that to remind myself of his promises over Ciara's life, and to pray like Jeremiah 29, 11, which says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And you just add in their name in there. Thank you, Lord, that you have plans for Ciara. Thank you that your plans are to prosper her and, and not to harm her, plans for hope and a future. And although right now she's 27 years old, I literally just prayed this prayer the last couple of days, um, you know, over her, over her and over, uh, over her life. And then here are some other scriptures on, on there. We're not going to read them all, but you could just jot them down. And some of them are... Like Deuteronomy 31.6, um, that, that talks about that um, she's never alone. You're never alone. God will never leave you. Philippians 4.13 is a prayer for strength. Joshua 1.9, praying for courage. James 1.5, for wisdom. And, and a few others out there. And, which leads to the third circle on the prayer cycle, which is faith and trust in God and our faith and trust in God grows when we read and study his word and we build on our relationship with um, with God because he's faithful to reveal his loving nature to us and give us the peace that only can be found in him and Psalm 145 13 backs that up with with his word saying it starts off with saying, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all his promises and faithful in all he does. So it says it right there, that he is trustworthy, we can trust him, and he is faithful in all he does. And then with that, um, God brings perfect peace. Isaiah 26, 3 says, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. So God brings perfect peace to us as, as moms, as parents, to those who seek him. So going back to um, faith, faith, having faith and trusting in him and seeking, seeking him, getting to know him through the word, um, we're doing our part by um, by seeking him out, and then that brings um, perfect peace. 
which ties right back into our, our um, Philippians 4, 7. So his perfect peace, this kind of explains it, not kind of, it explains it. His perfect peace, the peace of God is much greater than the human mind can understand. This peace will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So that's the peace that we get um, that we get from God when we give it all to him and we, we pray and we trust in him. He'll give us a, a, his perfect peace. And that's such a great comfort to me um, to, for me to remember that God is in control of, of her life and um, all of our children's lives. He's ever present in their lives even when we can't be. And as I shared earlier, she's in Alaska, so I'm not physically there with her. But, um, you know, my prayers to God, and, and he, is, he is there with her. So that, that gives me peace to know that even though I'm not there, he is there with her. And he can do a better job anyway than, than, than I can do. So today, I just want you to be encouraged and let, let God's word and his scriptures fill your prayers over your children, over their lives. And then I, my prayer for you is that for your mom, for you moms and your dad and dads, that his promises will, will fill your hearts and give you, give you peace as it has mine. Because he is faithful, yes? Yeah. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. My name is Lannis Polano. And today I'd like to tell you a story about a praying mom as we honor all moms around us. And I am so grateful and for, so thankful for my mom. But I want to tell you a story about a mom. Now, this mom wasn't famous. She didn't write a book. She wasn't even well known on this island. But and she didn't even have a college degree. In fact, this mom came from a very dysfunctional family. There were so many siblings in her family that several of them were given away for adoption right after they were born. So you can imagine what it did to this mom to see her siblings disappear after they were born. This mom didn't even know who her father was. She always had a question in her mind, who was my dad? Who is my dad? And her mother would never tell her, maybe because she didn't even know who the dad was. But something wonderful happened to this mom when she was about 30 years old. She was introduced to the Lord and she became a Christian. And becoming a Christian changed her life forever. That woman, is my mom. Can you please put the picture of my mom up? My mom is no longer here. She passed away several years ago. But I really do want to honor her because um, of all the wonderful things she did for me and for our family. When she became a Christian, it really changed her life. And um, it changed her, her relationship with the Lord was first and foremost in her life. And so 
she wanted, I mean, she was so in love with God. And it was really difficult because my dad wasn't a Christian, and yet she tried to institute being a Christian in our home life. And so she, she had four children, and she took us to church. She said, we're going to church. You're going to be raised in church. I want to be a Christian just like me. And amazingly, my dad did not even object. And so um, she modeled for us what a Christian mom would be like. So she instituted prayer in our home life, and my dad allowed it. And um, she made sure that we attended Sunday school, which we did. I would see her reading the Bible late at night, either by her bedside. She had books that she was reading. And I would also see her praying, you know, just faithfully. And she always did her reading um, late at night. So sometimes I would go into the bedroom, my dad would be sleeping, and there she is with a lamp on, you know, reading and praying. So it was a wonderful model for us. Now, because I grew up in the church and I started going to church, my memory is probably being about eight or nine years old. And of course, if you go to church every Sunday in the church that I went to, I became a Christian or accepted the Lord when I was about 11 or 12 years old. So I attended Sunday school. I loved it. I went to youth group. I went to vacation Bible school. And um, I read the Bible stories. You know, we had sword drills. I memorized Bible verses. And I learned that God loved me so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for me. And although I was raised in a church, I had a lot of head knowledge. So everything I knew about the Lord was in my head, but it really wasn't in my heart. And because of that, it really made a big difference. So when I went to high school, I went away to boarding school on another island. And so when I came back home during the summers and on vacations, of course, I went to church. My mom made us go to church until we became an adult, and which I didn't mind. I, you know, I love going to church with her. And I went away to college, also on the mainland, and um, I started to do my own thing. And as an adult, I gave up going to church completely. I hung around with people who weren't interested in the Lord and didn't even know the Lord. And I put my Bible in the closet, way on a shelf, where dust collected. And I did my own thing, and I did my own thing because everything seemed to be going well for me. Why did I need God in my life when everything was going so well for me? However, my mom always communicated with me. She would call me, I would call her. So my mom knew exactly what was happening in my life. And so she knew the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> so, and every time I shared or she would talk to me, she would say, are, are you going to church at all? No, Mom, I'm not. You know, and she would say, well, I'm praying for you, you know. I'd say, yeah, okay, that's, that sounds good. You know, but I want to tell you that you need to beware of the words, I'm praying for you. <laughs> If it's coming from someone who's very persistent about praying, which my mother was. And so um, 
um, one day when, um, when I came home for summer, my mom was really excited. And she said, I'm going to a new church and you have to come with me. She said, this church is so different. It's so alive. People really love the Lord. And she said, the spirit of the Lord is really flowing. The spirit of the Lord, mom? What does that mean? <laughs> she said, oh, the people worship the Lord, and you can just feel the Lord in the, in the presence of the people. So I said, okay, I'll go to church with you, and I want to see what's happening. And so I sat in the back of the church, and I watched the people. I was an observer, and I watched them praise the Lord, and I, I just, it was, there was something different. And the word was given, and I could just feel the spirit of the Lord in that room. And just by watching all these people and listening, the Lord really <laughs> stirred my heart. I mean, I went there just expecting to observe. And the Lord really stirred my heart, and he just made me realize that something drastic was missing from my life and that I needed him. And that really made a change to me. So when I went back home to where I lived, I started really thinking about everything and really looking for a good church like my mother had brought me to, one that the spirit of the Lord was there, people praised the Lord, the, the word was alive. And so I started looking around and amazingly, when I started looking around, the Lord put a Christian friend in front of me. I mean, I was into sports. I love sports. And he put a, a gal that I played tennis with. And we, you know, and she saw me going to her church one day, and she befriended me. And so it's amazing how the Lord sent me this friend as I was trying to search and wanting to renew my relationship with him into a deeper realm. So that started it. And so I started then to know him in my heart and not only in my head. And that was the really important thing was that the Lord was now really a part of me and he was part of my life and he was in my heart. I could hear him speak to me. Uh, you know, I, I, the spirit was so strong. And so I am so thankful because if it hadn't been for my praying mom, I don't know where I would be today. I don't think I would be even what I call a Christian. So my mom stood in the gap for me. She prayed for about 16 years before I came back to the Lord. And she was very persistent about it. And she never, she never harassed me. She would always just say, I'm praying for you. And so that was really something. The verse I have for you is 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Pray without ceasing. And if, you know, it's Mother's Day, but the Lord is not partial to mothers. He uses anyone or anyone that wants to be available to change another person's life. So if you love someone, you have family or friends, and you're praying for them, be persistent. There will be breakthrough like there was in my life. And um, James 5, 16 says, the effective, 
fervent prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much, and it did. So I just want to encourage you to continue to pray for your friends and family. I want to tell you that there are four children in my family, and because of my mom's prayers, all of us have received the Lord Jesus into our hearts. We're at different uh, levels of relationship with the Lord, but we are all Christians. And believe it or not, you know, my dad was not a Christian when my mom became a Christian, and she prayed for him for 20-something years. He finally became a Christian in his late 50s. And um, I have to tell you that one of the wonderful things was when my mom became a Christian, she surrounded herself with three wonderful women. And they were all Christians. Their husbands were not Christians. They would get together. They would pray. And um, amazingly, thank you, Lord, all their husbands came to know the Lord. And so it's just a wonderful example of what I can do now in my life that my mother did, that I can pray for my family, my loved ones, and my friends, because I know if I do, there will be breakthrough. Even though it may take years, something good will happen. Thank you so much. Let's have the worship team come up. Will you stand together with me today? My goodness, the ministry today, the encouragement, the word. What a powerful day. I just want to pray for you in whatever you need. Somebody may be here that you're away from the Lord. You have not made a decision to surrender your life to him. And through the encouragement you experience, through the spirit of God you experience today, you may be ready to make the decision. I want to live for him. I want to give my whole heart to him. We may have moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas here today that needed this encouragement to pray for your family, to pray for your children, to trust the Lord with your kids. Come on, let's just allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us today. However he's stirring your heart, just allow him to minister. Lord, we thank you for every word that was spoken. We thank you for these three mighty women of God who were faithful today to declare your word and to pour their hearts out. And so, Lord, now, would you touch every heart? God, we pray that for those that were struggling without hope, that they would have hope today. Lord, for those that were struggling in anxiety, they would have peace today. Those who were about to give up because they said it's been years, how oh, they would find renewed strength today. I'm going to pray for a few more years. Oh, if it takes 16, if it takes 20, whatever it takes, I'm not going to stop praying. I'm not going to stop praying for my kids, for my family, for my friends. I'm not going to cease from praying. I'm going to press through until I see the breakthrough. Thank you, Jesus. Minister today, Lord. Oh, for those that need to find trust, Lord, I pray that you would reveal yourself as the trustworthy one. For those that feel alone, God, would you reveal yourself today as the faithful one? For those that feel weak, would you reveal yourself today as the strong one? Oh, that the Lord, the more that you're revealed in our lives, the more faith we will have, the more we will pray, and the more peace we will find, and the more memorable our lives will be. 
Let us be a people remembered for being full of the Spirit of God. Let us be moms and dads remembered for how we raised up our families on the foundation of the Lord. Let us be remembered for how joyful we were. Thank you for that, Jesus. Minister to our hearts today, Lord. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.